When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and joining me down the King Power Stadium today is Jordan Blackwell. Afternoon, Rob. Uh, we've been down here for Brenda Rogers' uh, press conference ahead of the visit of Bournemouth. Bogey team Bournemouth mm. here on Saturday. Um, we'll start with the usual fashion. Um, the team news, injury news, Jordan, and there was a bit of positive news this yeah, week. Yeah, so it's all good this week. Um, Mark Albrighton, who we know has been out uh, for some time now, since uh, the beginning of February, uh, it was originally suggested that he would be out until the end of the season, uh, but Rogers said that's not the case and that he might actually get a chance to impress the new boss um, before the before the campaign's out. Now, Mark had a, a, a serious sort of hamstring injury that he sustained in training while he was trying to to keep a ball in play in a practice match. Uh, he had an operation on that, um, but has been working hard, working tirelessly, as Rogers put it, which you wouldn't really expect anything less of, of Mark, um, and that he might be back before the end of the season. Uh, and Rogers is hopeful that he will get a chance to have a, a run out in the, the final few games. Uh, so there's good news there. And also, all of the internationals have come back. They've all come back fit and ready and available for, for the Bournemouth game. So, yeah, it's all good news. And not only do they come back fit and refreshed, but they also come back in a positive state of mind, don't they? I mean, Johnny Evans scored for Northern Ireland. Tielemann scored his first goal for Belgium. Uh, Chilwell and Maguire involved in two sensational victories for England. The four from the uh, under-21s, admittedly the German result didn't go their way, but that's another positive experience playing for the under-21s. So it all bodes well for this weekend. Yeah, it does, yeah. They've, um, I think it's... I, th- I think it's better that they that they go away and play. I think it's um, it's not great if they have to to go away and they don't feature. Uh, I think that's detrimental to their fitness. Um, they're better off in that situation. They'd be better off training at Leicester, I would say. But yeah, I think it's all good. They've all got some game time. Uh, most of them substantial game time. They've all played pretty well from what I've seen. Um, yeah, so now it's a case of trying them trying to get them back into that Leicester City frame of mind, which Rogers did say. Um, and getting them focused on the game ahead of um, uh, the game against Bournemouth. Now, of course, this weekend there is no Harry Maguire. Mm. He's suspended after his red card at Burnley. He played in both games for England um, during the international break. And whilst he was away, there was even more speculation about his future. Inevitably, Rogers was asked about um, the links with Man United. And we know Man United showed an interest in him last summer. And City secured Maguire on a new long-term contract. Then we saw reports that City had slapped a £90 million price tag on his head, which were followed by more reports that Leicester City had not only had they not put a price tag on their head, they'd basically told Man United he's not for sale at any price. So what's Rogers had to say about that today? Well, Rogers has said the, the facts of the matter, which... Maguire is on a long contract at Leicester. He is a Leicester City player. He's one of Leicester City's best players. And he says Leicester City don't want to sell their best players, um, which I think is is the right attitude to take. You shouldn't, you know, if you have aspirations to to move up the league, you're not going to do that without your best players. Um, so he he didn't say he did what well, he did say he couldn't guarantee 
that they could keep their star players, but they said the club would do their very best to do so. Um, and he seemed fairly relaxed about it. Uh, it doesn't seem it didn't seem tetchy or anything like that. So, yeah, I think he seems at the moment. I think he, he's probably fairly confident. But I think as the rumours sort of heat up uh, towards as we get towards the summer, maybe it'll be a, a, a different uh, case. But I think I think Maguire is the one to watch uh, in terms of rumours and um, a potential summer move. He certainly won't go for on the cheap. That's for no. certain. And uh, but I think a lot will depend. And we've said this in previous podcasts. A lot will depend on on Harry himself and um, how he conducts himself um, and what, how he indicates to the club is is what he wants to do in the summer as well. I can imagine Brendan. Yeah, want to keep your best players, but he doesn't want to keep unhappy players because yeah. he's it's all very much about creating a positive vibe around the place. A good team spirit, good bonding. Um, as we saw when they went to Thailand, the lads that weren't on international duty um, were joined by Brendan and the backroom team. They all flew out for the cremation of uh, Kumvachai, Leicester City's chairman, who died, along with four others in a helicopter crash in October outside the King Power Stadium. And not only was it um, an opportunity for Brendan to pay his respects to a man who, whilst he never met or worked with, um, obviously, just in the short spell he's been at the club, would have been left in no doubt how important, how integral um, Kumvichai was to the club and its development and what's happened here over um, the last 10 years or so. It's been um, it's been a remarkable rise. But he also said he was representing um, the, the community as well, the city of Leicester, not just Leicester City Football Club. So, yeah, but that was also an opportunity for him to get to know his players a bit as well. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think for the, for the players, obviously they've... You know they've they've been to Thailand previously for the for the funeral back in November, um, so I I think this experience would have been similar for them. But with Rogers, it was brand new, and as you said, he he was the one that got a chance to actually, you know, understand the impact that that Kumvisha had had not only on Leicester but in Thailand as well. And I think it was important to show of um, to show solidarity with with Kun Top and the rest of the the family. Um, but yes, hopefully, you know, being in a small space um, with the players for a, for a longer amount of time. Normally, they just see each other at training, and the players go home and, and whatever in the afternoons. But um, yeah, actually being together for a for a lengthier amount of time, hopefully, will have helped a little bit with the bond, and will um, hopefully there'll be an impact this weekend. On that trip, and the man we're expecting to step in for Maguire again is Wes Morgan. Now, Wes has signed a one-year contract extension at City. He probably wasn't expecting it under Puel, but um, Rogers has been glowing in his uh, talking about um, Morgan since he came to the club and uh, sees him as a, an integral part of the club. And since the news that he'd signed the deal, uh, was the we were at um, Burnley when we heard that um, the, the, the deal was about to be signed. Um, he was asked about it today, about why he wanted to keep Wes Morgan at the football club. And... He gave lots of valid reasons. He's, you know, he's an influential um, uh, role model in the in the dressing room. He's providing a positive impact. He said that whenever he's watched him, he thinks he's been you know athletic and strong and, and fit. Despite you know he's he's in footballing terms, he's getting on a bit, um, but he's sort of retaining his sort of physical attributes. Um, and Rogers has said he can do a job, and I think he certainly proved against Burnley. Why Leicester have given him a one-year contract? You know, coming into a game after Maguire got sent off, it's not necessarily easy for a defender to come on as a substitute. 
Um, but he did everything right and then even got the winner at the end. So, yeah, I think I think we've mentioned before that it's a smart move from Rogers. Um, he's a, he is clearly aware of how much a role the senior players play at Leicester. Um, and so doing his best to, to keep them you know on side and to keep them happy it seems like a, a, a wise thing to do. Um, he has said that he, he wants to make it clear that Morgan might not feature as often. He said he wants him to be ready if he has to start or if he has to come off the bench. And I think obviously there's going to be lots of competition, particularly with Benkovic coming back next season. Um, so yes, I think it's it's, it's clearly a, a a good decision that he, that he's made to give Morgan a one year contract. And I think as far as the club are concerned, I think they'll have, they'll agree they'll have thought oh, that's a it's a wise move. Morgan probably deserves. You know, another year at the club for what he's achieved so far. Another player that's uh, due to be out of contract and expected to be leaving in the summer, another one of the title winners, Christian Fuchs. Now, um, you wrote the story this week, uh, having spoken to Brendan, was it after the Burnley game, about Fuchs's future? And he's been asked about it. There's been a follow up question today about Christian Fuchs. And he seemed to suggest there may be a conversation to be had about trying to convince Christian to stay. Now, we know Christian's personal situation. His family live in Manhattan, and he only gets to see them at once every three or so weeks um, because of the distance to travel. Now, I imagine he would have spent a bit of time with them during this international break, but uh, um, he would always, always indicated that this would be his last contract and he was going to go to America, but that might not be the case now. No, it's, it, Rogers is certainly... Uh, leaving the door open it seems at the moment um, he's saying that he's had some conversations with Fuchs and he will have some more he's not revealed the the specifics of those conversations but um, he did praise Fuchs you know work work rate and his impact he obviously came on uh, in that Burnley win uh, and, and played a role in that so I think there's um, and I, to be honest I think whenever he has come in for Chilwell this season he's done really well uh, Fuchs you wouldn't say obviously Chilwell has been you know, very good on the whole this season, but Fuchs has always been a, a very able deputy. Um, so I think uh, if he did want to keep Fuchs, I think it would be um, again, it would be probably be quite wise. I think as a backup left back, I don't think there are many better players around. Saying Callum um, Elder seems to be the one they're lining up to be a backup left back, but we haven't even really seen him at first team level. So mm-hmm. I think that's a risk. Yeah, going into next season with Callum Elder as your backup left back when he's yeah, got I know no he's been experience. gone to Ipswich and he played a couple of games and then got an injury and not really been in the team and obviously they're struggling in the Championship. He had Elder had a decent season, uh, one league one with Wigan, Wigan last, yeah. but last year. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't really say there's ne- you've we've not necessarily seen a lot to suggest that the Elder could be a, a good backup um, for Chilwell. Um, so. I can see why Rogers might approach it, but I think I would say still as it stands, it still seems unlikely. Given Fuchs said last year um, he was set on going to America, and there's been no sort of talk of a contract, a new contract up to now. Well, I can remember interviewing him, sitting down with him, with him in the media suite a few years back. In fact, I think it was the title-winning season, and he said this would definitely be my last contract and then I'm going to go to America, and then he subsequently signed a one-year extension. So you never say never, do you? There might be an opportunity. But we just talk about a couple of players and their futures. You know, they're senior players. They've been around the block. They know what football's all about. They know their careers are coming towards the end. 
Let's talk about a player whose career really should only should just be taking off now, but it seems to be stalling before it's even got going, and that's Kelechi and Nacho. There's some remarkable um, talk about man management. Is uh, international manager, Nigerian manager, um, not particularly glowing in uh, his praise of Kelechi. I mean, Kelechi, I think, was out, left out the Nigeria squad. Yeah. He's, yeah, so what's been going on there then with Kalechi? Well, it seems to suggest that he's he's been showing a lack of professionalism. It seems like Ian Acho's uh, a bit of a joker around the dressing room, which I think is is fine. But the Nigerian manager going at Raw seems to suggest that you need more than that. You can't. Ju- I think he said you can't just be funny. You need to, you know, actually show you're working hard to improve. Um, and that's why he's been left out and obviously he's not really been playing for Leicester so I suppose it's not really a surprise that he, he, the the Nigeria manager didn't feel he, he could be called up but Roger's just spoken about it he's spoken about Ianacho previously and about wanting to to get him happy again to try and get him firing and he spoke about it again today and he says that in training he shows that he's showing an appetite to learn um, which I think is important is if you know at club level if he's showing um, a willingness to improve I think that's when you're going to see an improvement uh, but and Roger said this the big improvements are going to come on the pitch during the 90 minutes uh, and Ian Acho is not getting those opportunities um, unsurprisingly because Jamie Vardy is Leicester City's main man and there's no yeah, there's no way he's not going to be the starting striker um, I think Ian Acho played a little bit more often under Puel because Puel was more willing to use him in different positions. I think towards the end of Puel's reign, we saw Inacho cropping up on the on the right flank and sort of cutting in on his left foot. He's been a number 10 as well in the yes, past. Yes, yeah, and you know, he played as a sport, support striker for Vardy. Rodgers has completely ruled that out. He said the only position he can play is as the main striker, and that's where Jamie Vardy plays. So unless they change the system to have two number nines, if you like, leading the line... Um, Inacho isn't going to play, and that's where that's where the issue lies. So he, he can work hard in training, and yes, that that'd be great. But unless you're on the pitch, I don't think you're going to make too much progression. And he's got a lot of work to do as well to win back some of the faith of the, some of the Leicester City fans. I'd, I'd suggest yeah. as well by judging by the reaction to his um, performances on the pitch this season when he's come on the pitch as well as a substitute. You know, they haven't exactly been welcoming him with open arms onto the pitch, so um, he's got a lot of work to do, really. And, and, and This brings me to um, an article we did earlier in the week about what might happen in the summer and uh, asking the fans, really, who they'd want to keep and who they'd want to sell. And I can imagine Kalecci was one of those. A lot of them said, yeah, let's get moving on now. He was the one that was, that was really splitting opinion. I think for many fans, uh, they see that he's, only, he's still only 22, they saw what he did at Manchester City and see that he has got it. He's shown it in little glimpses for Leicester. He has, as well. yeah. And you know, even last pre season when Vardy was away, still away with England, Ianacho was firing the goals and we thought, well, we're not going to miss Vardy. Um you know, the Ianacho firing and then all of a sudden he starts the first game of the season, misses a chance, Vardy comes off the bench, scores, and that's kind of been that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think there's I think it was around I think forty five percent of fans wanted to keep him. Uh, this summer, um, so yeah, there's a there's a bit of a split there because I think for a lot of people they've seen his performances perhaps deteriorate this season. They don't see what he's going to offer. Confidence um, seems to have been a real issue for him as well. He might yeah. be this joker in the pack that uh, Roy is talking about, but um, 
it seems like when he plays, there isn't the same confidence. And some of the runs he makes, he's hiding in games because he yeah. doesn't want to get involved in the action. So I think uh, Brendan has got a, a lot of work to do with his man management skills, which are very good from what we've seen so far, to get the lad believing in himself again. Yeah, I think that's it. I think there's a when you're a confident player, you you make yourself more available. I think I can't remember which game it was now, but I think we mentioned where he came on as a substitute and was was uh, leading the line and there was a simple run he needed to make down the line just to give Leicester, just to give a Leicester City player an option just because Leicester City were under the cosh but if he makes the run down the line he can chase after the ball and relieve the pressure but he didn't do that he was just kind of stood fairly central not really offering himself. he was hiding behind the defenders I remember yeah. it was a home game yeah. um, and it's that's where it needs to change that's you know is normally if you when you are on the pitch if you put yourself about and you put in the effort Things might just happen to fall for you, but you've got to put the effort in. They're not going to fall for you if you just stand around. Um, so yeah, I think Rogers has a task on his hand, and I think that would be one of his his big things for the summer. I'm not I'm not sure we'll see an improvement from him in that show before the end of the season. But one of his big things in the summer needs to be to get him confident again and get him working again in games. Absolutely. Now talking about games, Bournemouth uh, here at the King Power Stadium this weekend. It's not a fixture. We said it right at the start of the podcast. It's not a fixture that instantly uh, draws fantastic faith in Leicester City getting three points. Um, they've never beaten Bournemouth in the Premier League. There's been a lot of draws in there, admittedly, but uh, this earlier this season there was a pretty desperate performance from City at Bournemouth when they were beaten 4-2 and uh, everything seemed to go wrong that day. They were totally and utterly exposed by Eddie Howe's side. Things might have changed a little bit since then with Brendan coming in. There seems to be a bit of momentum and uh, renewed belief around City and Bournemouth have had a bit of a wobble. But every year, Eddie Howe just does an, a remarkable job for me at Bournemouth. The way that club, they're not the big club. They're, yeah, of course, they've been in the Premier League a few years now and they've got a lot of money behind them from the, being in the Premier League. But they still should not be competing as well as they are at this level. No, I totally agree. I think Eddie has done a really good job, not only you know in the in the Premier League years, but you know all the work he did to, to get them there. Um, I think, it, as you say, there's a they are a bit of a bogey team. Uh, I think last season it was the Leicester needed that ninety, I think ninety sixth minute equaliser from Mares from the free kick. Mm. Um, I can't really see them winning again this time. <laughs> I think I just you know you just get that feeling with Bournemouth that it's not it's not going to be Leicester's day. Uh, I don't think a point would be a terrible result, but I think Rodgers would probably like to to keep up a 100% record at home. I think he spoke about, um, in his early press conferences, he spoke about trying to make the King Power Stadium a fortress because it's not really something Leicester did uh, under Powell. It seemed like for a lot of the season they were better off away from home. Um, so I think it, it, in terms of Rodgers setting his stall out, I think it would be important to, to get a victory, but... I think it will be reasonably difficult. I think Rogers mentioned it. They've they've got pace on the counter attack. Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson have both been excellent this season. The way their combination, um, you know, the number of goals and assists they provide for the club and and for each other. Um, so I think yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one. I think certainly it's going to be tougher than the the Fulham and Burnley games, um, which, in my view, were <laughs> two of the weakest teams City have played this season. Yeah, that, I agree with you. Home form's been the problem this season. I think it was the home form that really brought about the demise of 
Claude Puel as City manager, but oh, I've got a funny feeling, Jordan. Oh, I've got a funny <laughs> feeling. Those sort of runs got to come to an end sooner or later, and I think the time is right. I think there's uh, a change of atmosphere around the club with Brendan Rodgers in charge. I think we're going to start to see a renewed belief amongst the players. Yuri Tielemans has been in great form mm-hmm. the last few games, and he holds the key for me on uh, on Saturday unlocking that uh, Bournemouth defence and providing some opportunities for Jamie Vardy to score. Oh, I can feel it in my water. <laughs> yes, I think a victory for City this Saturday. And we'll be there. Jordan will be running a live blog throughout the uh, the afternoon so you don't have to miss anything that's going on, on or off the pitch. Jordan will be keeping his eagle eyes open for any, everything that's been going on to keep you updated on a live blog on Leicestershire Live. And we'll be bringing you all the build-up on our website, Leicestershire Live, as well to the game and all the reaction after the game. Thank you for joining us on Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong. We'll join you again next time.